0: Welcome to the Blarney, the official London
1: Irish podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Blarney podcast, your weekly dose of all the latest London Irish news, brought to you by myself, Mike Stanton, and my colleague Andrew Hogan from the club's communications team.
2: Coming up on this week's show, we recap last weekend's Aviva Premiership match against Bath and look ahead to this Sunday's match against Gloucester at Mercedes Stadium.
1: We also bring you interviews with bats coach Richard Whiffin and academy coach Declan Danaher,
2: as well as all the other news going around at London Irish and a, a watch-on at the Majewski Stadium this Sunday.
1: Last weekend, London Irish welcomed Bath to Majewski Stadium for Round 8 of the Aviva Premiership. Bath bolstered by the return of their internationals, whereas in contrast, London Irish were dealt the harsh blow before kick-off as George Skivington was ruled out through injury. Shane Geraghty and Gavin Henson traded blows with the boots early on, but when Irish were reduced to 14 men as Halani was sent to the bin, Bath took their chance, and the pressure at scrum time resulted in a penalty try. The second half saw both teams start to open up David Pace and James Short crossing for Irish but Bath held on to win 23-33 Andrew how crucial is this week uh, after coming away from last week's game with no points
2: It's a big game uh, Brian Smith said earlier today it's a it's a game they must get a result from so it's been a very intense week but it, it's there's a there's a big focus around the club and, and that's pleasing to see I think the internationals coming back into the fold have really added to that it can be very difficult coming off two, two wins, but when you have six senior guys who have been away for a month, that really rejuvenates the squad, and I think that's had a big effect. Um, it, it, it was a tough blow. Losing George so close to kickoff wasn't ideal. He's a mainstay of the pack, and he's a great player. Uh, when you're coming up against Bath, formidable up front to lose George. I'm sure the, the Bath coaching staff would have had a smile on their face when they saw that. But all things considered, second half was a really pleasing effort and i think the supporters responded to
1: that Um, it's a case of more of the same this sunday and as you mentioned the internationals are back now i think we always knew it was going to be a tough november um just how much of a boost do you think it's going to be to have those six players who are all from pretty much the same position as well yeah second row and back row that, that, that that's where they they've all ended up really
2: um competition for places, its we're being depleted anyway, but to have so many coming back, they're not guaranteed game time, and that's brilliant. Um, it makes sure, makes sure that everyone's on the top of their game in training, um, and they can hopefully take that into the game. It's, it's all about intensity this weekend, and really taking the game to Gloucester early on, and I think hopefully those six guys coming back into the fold will be able to lead that. Following this game, we spoke to backs coach
1: Richard Whiffin to hear what he made of the game, and also to give us his thoughts ahead of Sunday's clash with Gloucester. So Richard, thank you for joining us again on on the Blarney podcast. First of all, a quick look back at last week's game against Bath. Uh, What did you make of it? Um, You
0: know, we were obviously ultimately disappointed with the result, but um, the performance in itself was obviously a long way uh, improved from the, the week previous um, unfortunately we, we gave Bath a couple of cheap points in that first half and they, they had that, that 10 point lead at half time but I think you saw the commitment um, and um, almost want to, to play with the ball in that second half we looked a real threat um, Shane Garrett really pulled the strings in that second half and I think um, there was a lot of positives to take from that performance that we can, we've looked to build on this week um, looking ahead to Gloucester
1: and as you mentioned there, the players really did fight back in that second half. That must be, you know, very encouraging as a coach to know that you know they'll always stick together and battle through no matter what sort of gets thrown at them.
0: Yeah, we've got a good, good group of boys, and they do stick together, play for each other, and um, play for the badge. Um, and you know that that sort of response is the bare minimum. What they've showed all year. Um, obviously, we had a blip, but um, against Sale, but the the the, the Bath performance was. Uh, was at least right back where we, where we wanted it again there's, there's some errors that we, we gave bar some cheap points um, you know that only cost us the the, the result um, but in terms of endeavour and, and wanting to go and play and, and fighting for each other that was certainly uh, right back up there
1: and this week the internationals are back uh, how big a boost is that?
0: yeah it's huge they um, you know all to a man they've had good good experiences themselves obviously the three Scottish boys have performed really well um, Jeb being away with Canada um, and Fisa and Dan obviously perform well with Samoa. So, in personally, they've had good experiences. They've come back and they want to be get back involved with the boys. And it's just you know it's nice to have decent numbers at training and, and a good vibe. And obviously Blair re-signing as well as another um, big um, positive. So. You know, there's just a good, good, good energy around the group. They all want to be involved this weekend and and, and get straight back onto the Majeski. So it's just been pleasing to have have those that sort of caliber of player back at, among the
1: mix. And it's Gloucester this weekend, um, a big game. Both sides have lost their last two Premiership games. What are you expecting from them? Um, you know, Gloucester, uh, a,
0: a very good side. A whole, you know, a whole new coaching team. They've got. They've had a lot of new players in, but they've obviously now had 12-13 weeks to bed in and. You've seen to take away the last two results, but performances-wise, they've they've improved a lot from the beginning of the season, and um, they've they've signed well up front this year, and they've obviously invested in that pack, and and that's starting to uh, to, to to cause dividend for them. But I think you know the, the fact that they've got two international halfbacks that are coming back this weekend shows that they're going to have strength across the, across the pitch. So you know we got to we got to respect them like we will do any team, but. Um, we still believe there's areas that we can exploit and 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 try and impart our strengths onto the game as well. So, you know, it's going to be tough. They'll they'll bring some good fans across down from Gloucester, and uh, we expect it to be a good crowd and um, and a good atmosphere on you know an early kickoff
1: on the Sunday. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us on this kind of podcast, and we hope to have you back again soon. Thank you. And now to bring you all the latest team news, Andrew.
2: So, as we've mentioned already, internationals have been added into the squad this week. Let me start by running you through the side. Um, up front, we've got Tom Court, David Pace and Jeff Cross, who returned from Scotland duty last week, started against Tonga and came up with a try. Really impressive performance. I know the coaches were really pleased with him, so hopefully Jeff can can really lead that into Gloucester as well. George Gibbenton returns to captain the side after missing out last weekend. And he's joined in the second row by Kira Lowe, who was away with Scotland last weekend. And the back row, all three away on international duty, have come back into the fold. Jeb Sinclair... Blair Cowan, who's been outstanding uh, for, for Scotland and obviously also re- re- uh, resigned for a further two years this week, which is great news for the club. And of Trevor Annis, who had such a great game for Samoa against England at number 8, start for London Irish at number 8. Scott Steele and Chris Noakes form the half-backs, with Shane Geraghty and Ferguson Mulcrone again in the centre. The back three is changed slightly, with James Short, who scored his first premiership try last week, starting on the wing, with Alex Lewington and a fullback. Uh, Tom Homer returns after a lengthy layoff after he picked up that injury against uh, Harlequins in the London doubleheader. So plenty of strike power, plenty of grunt up front as well uh, but plenty of strike power out, out wide if, if we can get them the ball. Uh, on the bench um, we've got a, a, an injury list from the hook hooking position with Gerald Ellis who isn't too far away hopefully contention for Europe. Uh, Mike Mayhew and Jimmy Stevens picking up an injury earlier this week which has left London Irish uh, in an unfortunate position fortunately Tom Wollstonecroft who's uh, on the Bath Books has joined us on a short term loan so he'll be number 16 on Sunday Leo Halabatel moves from the from the tight head to the loose head Helani Olika is number 18 Dan Leo is the second row replacement Connor Gilson is the back row replacement and the backs are Darren Allenson Owen Griffin and Topsy Ojo so a bit more depth on the bench to uh, to come on after the, after sixty minutes or so,
1: and it certainly is um, a much stronger bench. And um, putting international players aside, how you know how, how great is the news that Tom Homer is now back from injury as well?
2: Yeah, Tom's a great rugby player first and foremost. Everyone knows about his his kicking abilities. Um, Shane Geraghty's done a great job, and I'm sure Shane will continue that on Sunday. But when you've got a player who can kick goals from 50 metres plus, it's always going to be a bonus. Um, Any infringements around that area, Tom's got the capability to step up and and punish them. It's been a frustrating time. Injuries have uh, blighted him the last sort of year, 18 months. So Tom will be really
1: keen to get out on Sunday, show what he can do and hopefully get a bit of game time under his belt. And now moving away from the first team, we spoke to academy coach Declan Dunahat.
2: So Declan, thank you for joining us again on on the Blarney podcast. Firstly, we have to start with Wednesday's ace game down here at Hazelwood. The uh, St Paul's Catholic College, the London Irish ace squad, beat Henley College to finish top of the pile. Um, How's the season gone so far? And from a coach's point of view, how
3: impressed are you with the way the boys have applied themselves? Obviously, incredibly pleased to win the league. Um, Winning eight from ten games was was good and we picked up a bonus point of some sort whether a losing bonus point or a four try bonus point in every game which is fantastic and the pleasing thing as a coach is I think we've improved from game number one to game number ten and we are now looking forward to and it's a long way wait to the semi-final in March and uh, hopefully if that's a home semi-final and hopefully if we can win that then a final at Alliance Park for the boys who a lot of those boys narrowly missed out last year losing a, a very close uh, semi-final to a, to a very good Leeds outfit
2: For our supporters listening, can you explain a, a bit more about the weight now because it is a weight uh, and what the boys will get up to in between now and I think March when they play that semi-final
3: So the, the way the Ace League's been structured this year they've, they've decided that they want to play all the games uh, pre-Christmas uh, what that leaves is an opportunity for the um, the 18s academy league now to kick in and I think there's there's often a little bit of confusion between ace and and under 18s and for us and like most teams under 18s is uh, where these guys will now be judged in terms of um, uh, their skill level and potentially whether they get contracts or not so they're going to be up against the best of the best um, from both state and private schools um, for the next two months uh, which ends up in a uh, a little bit similar ends up with a finals day at Alliance Park between the winners of the, the South 18s league and the winners of the of the North and they basically play one against one from one plays one from the South and one plays one from the North and all the way down um, and that's basically what we concentrate on now till the end of February and like you said there's a long way wait at which point then Ace league kicks back in um, with second from the North league playing third from the South league for an opportunity to play against us at home we get a home semi-final because we won the league. So yes, it is a little complicated, um, and it is a long old wait for those boys. So what happens now is obviously they've got their school to concentrate on. Half of that squad will be involved in 18s league for us. The others who aren't involved will play um, games against other ace colleges and schools, sort of to to get some people who haven't had a lot of, a lot of game time, some practice, and then we'll slowly build up towards uh, and get ready for those for the semi-final.
2: Brilliant, and looking to the senior academy as well, we've obviously had a number of those boys involved in the uh, in, in the LV Cup and Oli Curry got himself a first team appearance, albeit in a disappointing senior team appearance at, at, at Sale. but it was great for Oli to get on. Can you give us a bit of an update on how those boys are getting on in their programme at the moment? Yeah, they're going well
3: and, and obviously now with, uh, they've stepped up during the international period which has been fantastic for us and for the academy and for them as well because they get a small snapshot of what it is to be uh, a professional player week in, week out and the demands that are put upon you. Um, now with the a lot of those boys back from international duty and, and back fulfilling their spots they left before, guys like Blair, Kalo, Jeb, obviously they're going to come back into the team and the academy boys are going to take, have to take a little bit of a back seat so... Uh, for the next couple of months, it's going to involve going back to their loan clubs, um, hopefully putting on some weight and getting in the gym uh, and getting big and strong, which is something we're looking to do every week, but we can probably concentrate that on that a little more now. There's the two final A-League games um, for them also to be involved in around Christmas, which um, they're massively looking forward to. So for them, it's really about getting bigger and stronger um, and hopefully you know, getting some game time around Christmas. Uh, around there you know if they're not playing for their loan clubs then obviously getting involved in the A-League uh, pre-Christmas
2: Perfect well Declan thanks very much for your time as always and we hope to see you again at some point on the on the next Blani podcast
3: Cheers thanks it's been a pleasure And now for other news
2: from around the club this week London Irish were pleased to announce that Blair Cowan who still has another year to run on his contract after this season signed a two year extension which will keep him at London Irish until 2018 massive news for the club Blair's being a standout performer in the Premiership so far this season, and for him to, to sign is a real statement of intent for London Irish. Uh, we also welcome back the six internationals, as we mentioned Blair, Jeff, and Kieran from Scotland, Afita and Dan Leo from Samoa, and Jeb Sinclair from, from Canada. Um, we caught up with them all this week. Um, obviously, the, the three Scottish boys were very pleased with, with what they achieved um, Afita and Dan Leo on and off the field Um, plenty of hurdles over the last month but they seem to have come out of it the right way Uh, Jeb Sinclair a little bit disappointed with what happened with Canada Um, he did an interview on our website earlier this week for those of you who haven't seen it certainly take a look Um, he spoke about how they've worked hard off the field to implement different patterns and plays but just on the field things didn't quite work out for them very disappointed to lose so narrowly to Romania as well but they're all back in the London Irish fold and will uh, will be with us um, up until We'll at least the Scottish boys up until the Six Nations in, in February.
1: And now we welcome Chloe Bray from the commercial team to talk us through what's on at the Majesty Stadium this Sunday.
4: Thanks, Mike. Pre-match, we have The Crack in full swing from 1pm, so make sure you head over to the North Stand to enjoy uh, the Largan playing live music. Uh, in The Crack, we also have Digger's Pound with a bouncy castle and face painters, so lots of kids' fun in there. Head over to the Family Zone if you're sat in there nice and early because Eek the Giant Leprechaun will be in there with kids fun and lots of games. Uh, just outside the mega store, we'll have the Crest Nicholson Scrum so you can have your picture taken with that and the Gap Passing Challenge. Uh, the Up and Brewery Outdoor Unit will be open in the East Stand as well pre-match so head over for a nice pint of punter ale. At halftime on Sunday we have the Pooh Ball Challenge um, where uh, a member of the crowd will be um, taking the challenge against James Short. Uh, And post-match we have the Princess Suite for season ticket holders with the Q&A with players. Um, Eamon Sheridan will be in there and Rory McManus will be performing live in the Princess Suite for the season ticket holders. Um, The Lagan will continue in the crack post-match to continue to play to all the crowds.
1: Thank you very much.
2: And that brings this episode of The Blarney Podcast to a close. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review so we can hear what you think and how we can improve the podcast to ensure we bring you the news that you want to hear. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to The Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.